Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of EdgeGuard, a podcast where we take a closer look at games on the fringe. I am your host, Jordan, and with me is your other host, Blake. I'm the other host. Host, there's Blake, no numbers. the other white host. The co-host. Other yeah. white host. Yeah, you know, pork, isn't it pork, the other white meat? Don't you remember that ad campaign from the 80s? Oh, no. I see. I wasn't alive in the 80s. You may have been. Uh, did you never watch I Love the 80s on VH1? No, of course not. Although I did watch CNN's The 80s. I don't remember it being in that. So, uh, Ooh. Ooh, I forgot about those CNN. They're good. The, they're seen, really good. Yeah, the 90s one came out like recently. Oh, word. I always go and watch like the music episode from each. Like the music and the TV yeah, one. Yeah, those are usually pretty good. Uh, uh, this is we're not, not what here we're to talk about. about you. No, we're, we're not documentary here to talk about the 90s. Films. <laughs> we're here to talk about uh, Rhythm Overdrive, which is a game we played uh, this week. Uh, we wanted to play a rhythm game, and this one is uh, kind of a rhythm game, and it uh, it's from an interesting take on it. Uh, the short version is that it's a shoot 'em up um, with rhythmic elements. The rhythmic elements being that all the enemies um, move according to the beat of the song that's playing in the background while you while you shoot them up. Other than mm-hmm. that, it's sort of a familiar take on the shoot 'em up with you mm-hmm. piloting a little ship with the enemies coming from above. Um, you shoot projectiles at them and you get power-ups to make your projectiles stronger or change their bullet pattern mm-hmm. um yes yeah, very like arcade style although it's each each round it just ends when the song ends mm-hmm. um yeah this and it's a it was it's a small game it was a little dara game for little dara 41 mm-hmm. uh it's made by a team of three who their names appear to be i'm gonna guess french Mm. So uh, I'm going to try and pronounce them. Uh, Louis Vallée, uh, Thomas Paul Flayé, and Maxime Cattel. I, I th- probably I that, ruined probably, all those. I, no, I think that was uh, that was not bad, I think. I also okay. don't speak French, but. Yeah. You got the, a, the Thomas, I have a close right, friend so. who, who, speak, who speaks uh, very fluent French, so I'm sure she could uh, just totally... Yeah. Tell me how wrong if you're listening, was. Blake's very close friend who speaks French, you should tweet at us and tell him how wrong he was. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't out me. Uh, but but anyway, it's a it's a small game, and it's uh I think going in, I had a bigger impression that it was going to be like of like more of a rhythm game. It kind yeah. of is like I mean, and even in fairness, the itch page says it's a shoot 'em up with rhythmic elements, and I would yeah. say that's accurate. It is yeah, primarily yeah. a shoot 'em up. And secondarily, has rhythmic elements. Um, yes, that is absolutely right. Um, the although it took me my first probably like one, I probably by the end of my first playthrough, beginning of my second, like not playthrough, but pl- like level, I, mm. I was disillusioned of this b- impression. But I mm-hmm. early on, I actually thought that m- my shooting alongside the beat was. Giving relevant points. to gameplay. I thought I was getting more <laughs> points because I just like naturally just the mm-hmm. it's they have really like like songs with really like compelling beats like they're yeah, really present and also like the the graphical background like mm-hmm. kind of pulses with the beat and it yeah. just like kind of forced me not like forced me but and really the, like made me have the urge to like shoot alongside the beat and for a yeah. while I thought that was part of the game and I realized it was just my play style but yeah was and the, that was actually one of the things that I thought would have like 
to increase the sort of like rhythmic connection of this game i think uh making kind of what i seemed like so uh the the weapons in the game uh they it's like a set i mean it's kind of like a standard shoot up where you like can hold down the button it'll just keep shooting uh but it has like a rhythm that at times like almost syncs up with with it and it made me wonder how this game would feel if the if the shooting was like exactly like kind of what you were doing but forced like it's just like all right every time the kick drum hits the yeah then that you're shooting just boom 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 uh and how that could be like an interesting interplay with the way because the the enemies are kind of like they either like basically they either take a step forward or they kind of like dance side to side and they always do that on beat and some enemies like have more tendency to dance side to side whereas others kind of like charge at you some more yeah Uh, and and some stop in place and shoot projectiles. yeah well i even think that there was like maybe this is maybe this was just like a happenstance and it didn't happen enough for me to like totally be sure but it seemed like synced to a few certain moments it was like all right the enemies are all sort of moving mostly side to side as the music builds and then as like the sort of drop hits then they start moving forward again that could so have been I, something that just was totally I, happenstance but i don't know if they their movement definitely like changes when the drop hits but mm-hmm. it wasn't i didn't watch it close enough to tell if it was just that they were speeding mm-hmm. up versus mm-hmm. that they were moving in a different direction i think it was just that they sped up when the well see that's the thing because uh i don't think they would speed up because a speed up would imply a tempo change and none of these songs have tempo change they're all consistent tempo so no, it would... some of them are definitely speeding up because what they're doing is they're going th- like more than one hex in one jump oh is that what it is they're just like yeah just get, oh okay maybe that's what it is so right, yeah I you're see. you're right that they are they all they're, they're, tempo they're jumping change on the beat they're yeah. always jumping on beat but like okay. sometimes and they're maybe actually now that i think about it maybe yeah by going changing it from going like diagonal to the side versus mm. straight down that mm. might change too which would also give it the impression of going faster mm, sure so, sure sure i didn't actually um, watch close enough to or yeah i guess w- so we haven't talked about like visually i think the, this game's strongest uh, uh sort of asset is uh sort of the the look and I, I think the feel i think i wrote uh, this game has uh game what feel, the yeah. what the people call juice uh <laughs> i was <laughs> i was literally thinking about that because uh i've done like like one youtube series worth of how to use game maker studio and mm-hmm. one of the things you learn in the first like thing is how to make a shoot 'em up and they mm-hmm. tell you to add uh i don't know what it's called but a little bit screen of screen like, shake well not that hit but that stops too variance in your bullet direction so like you add a little like rather than shooting straight you add like a window that's like plus 0.2 or minus 0.2 degrees in either direction so it wobbles a little bit yeah and i I noticed that game did that a lot and it looked way cooler and felt way cooler because it was doing that and i I immediately thought of that i was like oh that's a that's a game feel trick good move yeah if you if you're not familiar with like juice or game feel it's kind of like little tweaks that most of them are imperceptible if you're not paying attention but all of them sort of add actually uh there's a really great i think it was a gdc talk Uh, it's by jan willem neiman who is uh Hmm. uh one of the guys from uh vlambeer uh who they're kind of like sort of well celebrated indie like two-man thing rami ismail and uh Hmm. uh, jan willem but anyway he made a he did a like um 
uh, talk at GDC or something where he has a he come he came in with like a super simple like side scrolling platformer with a little character that can shoot enemies that just kind of run at you and then he just goes through i think it's something like 50 like a ton he's like he's like here's our fit here are 50 tiny things that you can change to make your action game feel way better and each time so he like has a, a version of the game at each step so it's like here's the first boring version oh. where i shoot these little pea-sized bullets and then i make the bullets bigger and then i do the variance thing that you described and yeah. then i add screen shake with every shot and then i make it so every shot knocks the character in the like backward a little bit like with the recoil and then he just like t- slowly but surely adds these tiny things until it goes from this kind of like lifeless boring looking game into like this super I mean, it's still a super simple game, but it ha- just like looks way more fun to play and just has, huh. I don't know. And this game, I think, uh, does a good job of like just having that Yeah. on top of its like inherent, like sort of visual polish. Like you look at it and it doesn't look like a game that was made in 48 hours, right? No, uh, it doesn't. It looks r- like it's really visually polished. The, I, I don't really know how to describe it exactly, but just like the, the models for the, all the um enemies and your dude just the way they glow like feels really yeah. like it's got like a neon sort of glow yeah. that yeah. uh pulses and the 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 thing i like is that the hit effects are so good like when you blow yeah. them off there's like these rainbow trails yeah. that fly off whoever is doing like the visual design on this game uh, it. yeah supremely killed it it's kind of got mm-hmm. like a geometry wars type of vibe uh mm. that i thought was really dev definitely this game's uh like one of its biggest strengths uh and i think it's something that uh we probably don't talk about a lot but it's something that small games it, it's it can be it's kind of a bummer how much the visuals can uh hinder the success of a small game yeah um because if but, it looks good in the screenshots people will click on it <laughs> yeah and even just like yeah. people who don't follow indie games like they confuse a good art style with a good game like i don't know why it is that it seems like a good art style or like maybe a cohesive style is the last thing that you learn as a like i don't know what it is but uh i mean when i was in my capstone class there were a lot of games with interesting ideas or games that were like cool but the game that ended up getting the most attention and ended up being the one uh, that was sort of picked as uh, it's not really like a winner, but each year they kind of like put forward one game from the program to this like Intel games showcase It's like student developer showcase. And the one yeah. that got picked was one that was, didn't really have any new ideas. It was kind of just like a basic top down shooter game, but it had like a really nice art style and it just looked, I mean, it, it, it visually, it looked very good. Uh, yeah. So it, mean, it, it could be coming from like a sort of cynical, like I've worked on games where it's like, or I've like in that class, like there were other games that had a lot more interesting stuff going on, but that one looked really good. So it's the one that got yeah. the attention. Well, I think that a, a little bit of cynicism is totally justified with regards uh-huh. to that. I think it basically just has to do with like people's acquired unconscious assumptions about like, like polish and professionalism in the production mm. of like mm-hmm. art. It just looks it. One of the things that like the big studios can do is like, you know, mm. make that the, the visual element look, mm. look really good. And people just Ooh. kind of like associate like, like just surface polish with being like more mm. professional, more, 
like finished, more touched up, okay. even if that's really only it's really only one portion of the thing that's been mm-hmm. like polished up. Which I mean, I'm not saying visual design is not important. It obviously is, mm-hmm. but it's only one among many. Whereas I think that just the way people like like it has to do with the fact that like people get really excited about like advances in like graphics design yeah. in video games even if they don't get as excited with like new developments in uh, mm. like yeah, game like mechanics technology yeah sure yeah. that's actually a really good point i hadn't thought about it that cuz i've i've i was this was kind of making me think about sort of like visual polish and how it plays into like the success or lack thereof i mean considering we play a lot of like really small games by like often by like one man teams you yeah. we can end up looking at a lot of like pretty unpolished stuff uh yeah. visually but that still have really interesting ideas going on uh and this yeah. game i mean i think this game i don't think it, it's not like it has, doesn't have any interesting ideas but the visuals go a long way in making it yeah. uh I mean, it was one of the things that when we decided to play, it was like, oh, this game like has a look that's really good. I mean, I think it outclasses a lot of the other games that we play. Uh, I think we literally said we were like, standpoint. this look, this looks really polished for a Ludum Dara game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, right. Uh, yeah. But I liked what you mentioned about sort of uh, like AAA, like, hey, this game might suck and be the same game that we put out last year, but we mm-hmm. can put this new sheen of graphical fidelity and just yeah. be like, it's in 4K, and uh, we yeah. have a studio of 350 people, so we can like just pump out these super high fidelity assets, whereas a team of like yeah. four people can not necessarily do that uh all the time unless they're like super uh visually focused um but yeah it's just a, it's just a weird there's a weird tension there where uh the success of games isn't dependent on whether or not a good game you're necessarily like there can uh-huh. be games that are really good that look like dookie or games that look really good and are terrible like yeah it probably also has to do with like the the way games are marketed and like mm. like sold because I mean even I mean I like to think that I'm someone who looks for looks a little deeper in games than just mm-hmm. their like visual polish but even yeah, yeah. I like when you know when like E3 or whatever they're putting the game on display it's yeah. always like the appearance is always the first thing you notice you're just like holy well, shit look at that game and then I mean maybe not the first thing but one of the first things people seem to notice like is the display of the game which is mm-hmm. like how it appears yeah. And then the the thing that tends to like hook people in games, I think, is like gameplay, well, yeah. world, that sort of thing. But like yeah. when you're just trying to like snag someone's attention in sort of an advertising mm-hmm. sort of way, it's it tends to be visuals that does the trick. Yeah, and I mean when you're when you're watching E three on a stream, like you're not playing that game. That's true. So <laughs> you're the the biggest thing you'd say is like, Oh shit, that looks really good. And another thing that they do at E three that's kinda tricky and it took a long time for me to understand that that's what was happening because i always remember as like a, a kid or as like a sort of preteen watching e3 on g4 <laughs> and seeing like <laughs> these trailers or demos of game and thinking like it just looks way more real than it does in real life which sounds backward but yeah. uh the thing that they're doing oftentimes is they're running it at like the highest graphical fidelity but at 60 frames a second <laughs> and when you're playing it on your xbox 360 it does not run at 60 frames per no, second no, so <laughs> it's kind of crazy how much it didn't it wasn't until like i built my first pc and like 
actually learned about what frame rate is and like why like the difference of mm. what a game running at 30 frames per second versus 60 frames per second it's like oh here's all those games that i was like why did it look so much more real and like amazing on e- at e3 it's like well because uh-huh. at e3 they have it running on a dev pc that's crazy powerful so they can crank up the settings and have yeah. it run at 60 fps and then uh when you have it on your xbox it runs at 30 frames per second <laughs> it's i don't know it's kind of yeah. kind of some some tricky that shit, was but that was something that also like like first really clicked for me in the when i was doing those tutorials for game maker studio which mm-hmm. is that for whatever reason the default setting is it, your game runs at 30 frames per second mm-hmm. but for like any any like small game you're making it when it comes to performance you could absolutely run it at 60 without like mm-hmm. losing anything so you just like literally click a checkbox and it changes the changes the game from 30 frames to 60 frames per second and you yeah. do that and suddenly just like the movement of your avatar is yeah like astoundingly better it just yeah. like watching it moving across the screen is like leaps and bounds looks more smooth and it like blew my mind the difference i like spent like 30 minutes just changing it back and forth being like oh my god yeah. what I had no yeah, idea. I'm I'm an unashamed uh frame rate purist like <laughs> I I, I don't used to not un- care at all but now it I like me. yeah like I hate how much modern games like be like oh check out these sweet shadows like i don't give a shit i will turn off all the shadows in the game if it runs at 60 frames a second with the shadows turned off <laughs> like that's like why i like pc games just like all right I'm going to do what it takes to make this shit run at 60 frames a second because that's what kind of life I'm trying to live. I'm not trying to live that 30 frames a second life. <laughs> Man, when I, was, when I was growing up, dude, I was living that like 12 frames a second Oh, life. yeah. If you Playing, go back... Like, Night Sealed Republic on my like parents' shitty desktop computer and like every yeah. 10 seconds you just freeze in place and teleport to... You know, it's like one, you know, half yeah. a frame a second at some place. Horrible, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, anyway, we're sort of uh, getting sidelined a little bit or sidetracked, yeah. I guess. Okay. I so back to back to Rhythm Overdrive mm-hmm. and its visual design. One other thing I wanted to say about that was um, it in kind of hard to articulate ways. It seems like it's really it's supposed to look like um, Dance Dance Revolution. I mm. I don't know if you noticed the font of the numbers. I think. Like that's keeping track of your kill count and your score. I think mm. it might literally be the same font that uh, mm. DDR uses, and then also mm. just the, the the way the like neon uh, art appears just really reminded me of that. So I I think they were they were using that as a sort of touch point, like actual rhythm games. Yeah, I kind of see what you mean. I think it has that sort of. Um, I mean, we talked about this with uh, Crossnick, with the sort of like yeah. PS2. Uh, Japanese rhythm game visual design. This definitely has a little bit of that going on. Um, mm-hmm. I guess another piece of the like visuals that I wanted to make sure I talk about that is another one that is, or this is something that's a little bit, uh, it's not talked about as much, but um, especially with like a shoot 'em up game or like a bullet hell type game, something that's super important is um, being able to tell uh, objects from the background, which this game does really well because yeah. a lot of, ga- a lot of games that are really colorful, uh, you can totally lose the character. Cause if the world behind the character is super colorful and the character is super colorful, it can kind of bleed yeah. together. 
but uh, there's like some weird subtle tricks you can do. I, there were some other games like in my capstone class that I remember uh, really struggling with, like trying to increase the contrast between the backgrounds and the characters. And like, there's a bunch of cool techniques that I don't know at all because I'm not a visual huh. artist, but uh, that, that design or that sort of visual designers and artists use to like make the characters pop out and like really stand out this game does that very well and that's a little bit more subtle than like the it looks good thing it's like i can visually yeah. see where everything is and i can tell when i'm gonna get hit with a bullet or when i'm gonna get hit by an enemy yeah. or whatever yeah. like it's uh, yeah, the visual contrast there is something that's a really tough thing to get right i hadn't thought about that but even just looking at the screenshots right now on the like itch page mm-hmm. there they really did nail that contrast even when it's like a purple background with like pink units they still yeah. manage to get the contrast pretty good yeah they do a really good job especially because it's it's like all bright rainbow and it's the yeah. levels are like morphing colors the whole time so it's uh it's a moving target and they still manage to like do it uh i think really well so uh definitely props props for for like mm-hmm. visual visual fidelity um do you want to talk about the music a little bit uh yeah sure um so one thing but did you have something specific you wanted to start us off with on that? Uh, uh, not really. I mean, yeah, I want to hear what you have to say. Good. It seemed like you had a Well, thought. the first thing I wanted to say is that because of the way I was playing where mm-hmm. it just like the, the fact that all the units were moving in tune to the music and like the background was pulsing in tune to the music, I just like mm-hmm. felt like I had to play in tune to the music. It was like, mm-hmm. uh, OCD killing me when my bullets were not in tune to the mm, in okay. tune to the music. So the the third of the three that has the mm-hmm. highest BPM, mm-hmm. uh, it was really hard for me to like play that one because I just really mm. wanted to time my bullets to the mm. music and it's okay. the it, it you can't because it goes the beats too fast. You can't uh, even sure. if you, you click it, it has a cap to how fast you can shoot and. For most of the, I mean, until you get your power really high with the yellow one, you can fast mm, enough. But gotcha, it was, yeah, it was killing me. Whereas the the first one, the 120 beats per minute, I played that for like 30 seconds. And I was like, oh shit, I love this game. Uh, yeah, it just like feels so right mm. uh, to be like shooting along to the music. Yeah, and that's actually so. It, it, the first song is uh, Icarus by Madian, which uh, actually high school me totally stoked i mean i still like that song a lot but uh oh, yeah. yeah back in high school i was a big madian fan yeah he was uh he's actually like huh. only slightly older than i am uh and so when i was like 16 or whatever he was 17 and he put out it's actually a pretty famous like it went pretty viral a video of him playing this mashup of like 50 songs on an ableton launch pad uh it's called pop culture if you haven't seen it if you search oh, pop culture huh. madian uh m-a-d-e-o-n uh it's i you might have seen it jordan i might have showed it showed it to you before uh but uh he got pretty popular from that and he was like 16 at the time but uh anyway that song is at uh 126 bpm which is almost like the the standard dance music tempo which is 128 uh bpm is kind of like most or yeah the majority of like electronic music that's kind of like the ideal dancing tempo i guess uh that has sort of came out of yeah like in i think disco is usually a bit slower or it's either disco there was a lot more variance but once like 
electronic music became a thing where it's like electronically produced, like made on computers. Uh, 128 became like a huge pattern where just like so much dance music is like right at 128 beats. Wait, per and minute. that's what pop culture is, or that's what? Uh, so is? no, Icarus is 126, so it's very close that's to right, that. 126. Yeah. But uh, I think that's you, you were talking about how it felt so right, and like yeah. 128 or anywhere within like two or three BPM on either side is gonna like have a very similar feel of just like that. That looks like. Yeah, it's just like I don't know. Uh, if you've ever, if you've ever produced uh, dance music, uh, which I have, I have, uh, I have in fact the theme music. If you didn't know, made by me. Thanks very much. Uh, <laughs> and actually, the, our our theme song actually might be 128 beats per minute. Uh, it might be a little slower. Actually, don't I think remember. it. I think it's probably a little slower. Yeah, it's probably a little slower. But anyway. Um, it's it's a tempo that gets kind of ingrained in your body like that four on the floor just like kick drum on the quarter note just like this is i don't know there's something uh i'm bobbing my head right now yeah exactly right like there's something kind of primal about uh that tempo and then this game kind of ratchets it up a little bit uh but i think it works for like kind of the bullet hell makes it a little bit more stressful yeah and no yeah it does i mean it that's when it almost like felt like I was switching genres. Like the first one is the one that felt most, most like a rhythm game, and the last one is mm. the one that felt most like a bullet hell game. Like where, mm, okay, where you're, which is also just because it's a harder level and there's more enemies to fight. Mm. But it that was the one where it, I was more focused on like not getting overwhelmed by the enemies, and the first mm. one I was more focused on playing in tune to the music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um. I don't know. I think the, the the thing I will say about this game is I, I kind of wanted more out of the the musical connection to it, especially with the name yeah. Rhythm Overdrive. Like, <laughs> so I guess so. Here's the the reason I wanted to bring up uh, Maddie and Icarus specifically is so the, I loved this song. I remember when it came out as a single, and I was like so stoked. I was like sixteen probably, and I was one hundred percent in on this song, and I used to have i don't know why this but there's like i would listen to it and something about that song just felt like uh an action it felt like the club scene in a in a movie where it's just like some dude is like beating the shit out of a bunch of bad guys in a nightclub to the <laughs> like on not even just to the beat but like to the specific hits of the song like the way it like bah, 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 yeah. bah, like those huge hits i see that. uh it just felt so epic and like that was one thing because I get the impression that this game, like each, there's only three levels, so I get the impression that they were like hand sort of tuned. Like there are definitely moments where the music picks up, like a bunch of enemy, like it's more enemies. But the thing yeah. I wanted was like not just the music has reached a more energetic point, so there are more enemies. But I wanted like I want an enemy like coming out on those hits that bah, bah, bah. I want like enemy just like. like true choreo like really choreographed yeah yeah like yeah uh and th th that's probably just like a personal thing and that's also something that's got to be super like hard to do baby driver the yeah video game. that's exactly what i was gonna say is it's like you watch baby driver and it's like the there's something that just works so well about shit happening not just with the beat but exactly on specific musical yeah. cues that's just like yeah. I don't know. It's the coolest shit ever. And there's there's a few games that have like moments that do that really well. I think the Saints Row, Saints Row the Third, especially. There's like a scene where you go into like cyberspace, 
and it's playing a dead mouse song i'm trying to think of what dead mouse song it is i don't actually remember but they do a really good job of like syncing stuff to uh the the music that's happening and well i don't know i, know I think it's something we don't yeah. see a lot i, I want to see it in like the triple a space more of just like mm-hmm. we have the production budget to like figure out how to make shit happen on these like big musical cues so like let's fucking do it i i mean the, the example that we've actually brought up on this podcast before mm-hmm. it does this a little bit is the newest doom game where it like the, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like truly like on the beat choreographed in that way, mm-hmm. but it does a good job of like, like modulating the music directly to what's like happening. Yeah. In, and it, in it tries to, scene. and it works pretty well. It's, yeah. It tries to do like the, the reverse of what I'm describing, which is that it adds, uh, it's sort of like has a, like really like, a groove that's sort of in the background. It's like, and then it adds in those punches of stuff as you're doing things. So rather than what I'm describing where it's like, uh, there's a pre-existing musical moment and the action I'm doing is in sync with that. It's like, okay, I do this action and then it it introduces a musical moment that just like, you're like some big sting that sort of matches up with it. Uh, which is, which is cool. But, um, if, if someone made baby driver, the game, like actually like a racing game where you like, there's music and it's like action, there's action. That's in, like, I've, I've got a design doc in my brain is what I'm saying. Jordan, someone <laughs> I mean, give be, me, that would someone give really, me $200 million. The thing and, that would make it like really tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, maybe this is why you're saying triple a is mm-hmm. like the variance of the players. Like, I mean, to use the racing game example that you just, Mm-hmm. Just brought forward like you know what happens when the player hits the barricade and fall and slows down mm-hmm. uh now they're like off beat to the music like mm-hmm. how it'd be really tricky to get that right but absolutely i yeah. imagine it would be a transcendent experience if you did yeah so. if you if someone could do it right <laughs> um yeah. but anyway so th- yeah i mean that's obviously a lot to ask out of like a tiny indie game that was probably made in like two days so i think overall they did a good job i mean we already talked about the the <laughs> visual merits and i think uh, it's a very good i was personally hoping for a little bit more rhythm but uh i think mm-hmm. they they got the action component better than i was expecting so it's like you know yeah there's a there's a, a lot to they have a lot of room to continue to be creative with this game sure if they, if they wanted to sure so sure the the only other thing i uh I, the sort of last note i had is uh so we talk about we we kind of called this a rhythm game which i think is maybe a little bit of a misnomer i think like i said at the beginning i think uh shoot them up it's, with rhythmic elements, el- is, rhythmic elements is better yeah. uh but it's it kind of made me think about the different things that we do like fully call rhythm games like uh and i was i was kind of thinking about the different versions so like I guess you haven't played this, but I was, uh, I described audio surf to you last week. Uh, yes. And I was did. thinking of a game like audio surf or more recently beat saber, which I know. Oh, that looks really fun. Yeah. A couple, a couple, you know, uh, months ago beat saber, like kind of went viral on Twitter. Cause there was like a really flashy video that, I mean, mm-hmm. it looked like it w- was really cool, uh, versus something like rock band or DDR where th- like rock band or you know, dance, dance revolution DDR. If you're not familiar, uh, is sort of a, um, it's like a performance thing. It's like, okay, I'm playing along with the music cause I am performing it versus like thumper or beat saber or audio surf where it's like, 
I'm not really performing the music. I'm doing things along to the music, but it's not, I guess maybe Thumper is probably closer to an actual like performance, but yeah. Cause I mean, there's definitely a I difference mean, there. Yeah. I, there is some difference, but I mean like, I mean, guitar hero, definitely part of the appeal is it's like it, a kind of like fantasy of, yeah, you know, I am a rock being, star I, of being a rock star. Mm-hmm. But I think that a large part of the like, like moment to moment pleasure of that game is not in that it's literally Mm. just in the like the like satisfaction of Mm. hitting the buttons on the beat like in the same way that like shooting along Mm. for this game was for me and then ddr Mm. same thing it's like there's just something like viscerally Mm. pleasurable about just hitting the ground yeah and maybe that's maybe that's the connective tissue that makes us classify them all as rhythm game is yeah i mean i guess that literally is i mean you think rhythm Rhythm. (laughs) is literally like doing something in tune to a beat right so uh yeah i think think you're definitely you're definitely right there but um it's hard to describe because they don't seem that different like on paper you look at audio surf and you look at guitar hero and they seem very similar it's like uh, a, a a fast moving thing with lit up gems that uh the player is interacting with to unlight the gems to the tune of music but uh i don't know there's i guess i can't i'm having trouble trying to like quantify or well uh, i've never actually played audio surf so maybe if i did i would have a a better account of the yeah difference yeah maybe maybe not wait though. this description says puzzle slash rhythm game uh what? well there are different modes in audio surf i'm sure one of them is puzzle well actually there is like a weird thing where you're like you can stack up notes it's kind of weird i don't know i never really got into like the uh the actual like trying to be good at audio surf i just like (laughs) floating down the thing in the way that the it's like a roller coaster but set to whatever song you want (laughs) huh yeah Um, interesting i might play this game when we're done <laughs> you for sure should i appreciate they made an audio surf too i don't think it was nearly as popular but i'm sure audio surf it's old as hell it's got to be 10 years old at this point um yeah but 2008 it's, uh, literally it's, 10 years old it's worth it it's worth it um but anyway did you have anything else about rhythm overdrive uh no that was all i had so we can uh we can move to the game for next week. Do you want to introduce sure. people to what it is? Yeah. Uh, the synchronist is what we will be playing next week, which is described as a, a game for people that like, uh, adjusting sliders or fiddling with settings. Oh, I didn't actually read that description yet. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's so it seems it's a puzzle game broadly. I think, uh, mm. kind of just based around your sort of like just tweaking these little sliders and each one has a different specific effect on images and you're mm-hmm. trying to get an existing image to match with uh or to you're trying to match you might yeah, say. To, mm-hmm, exactly <laughs> uh yeah, I don't I, know. I, it looks pretty unique and i'm i mean actually, honestly uh just like looking at it it kind of is reminding me of some of those um uh what was the educational web design games that we played like uh, oh, I don't remember what they're called, but I I know what you mean the, yeah yeah like the one the, where we learned what kerning is. <laughs> yeah yeah it 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 kind of has a similar vibe to those, but this yeah. is more explicitly like a game. Yeah. So I I'm mean here the the difference is like, I mean one of the differences is that mm. it's like you have to discover what the sliders do mm-hmm. more. Although I guess there was some of that in that game, like you had to yeah, learn yeah. by playing around with it. But like yeah, the that the fun of it you know, in the, I've played it for like one minute so far mm-hmm. is that like you fiddle with the sliders in order to figure out what the slider does. Like 
yeah. what the hell is changing right now? And then yeah, and I'm actually I'm excited to to talk about some other stuff, but I won't spoil it for Jordan no, or the of listener. Not. Um, but anyway, we'll be playing that uh, playing for that next, next week. week. Uh, yeah. So only other thing to say is, as always, follow us on Twitter. If you're not following us already, we will tweet out links to the game so you don't have to Google them. Uh, and we also tweet at our creators, and sometimes they tweet back at us. And um, also, also, if you have a recommendation for a game, uh, you should tweet it to us, and there's a very good chance we will play it. Uh, we do a game uh, pretty consistently every week, so we're always looking out for interesting games that wouldn't get a platform otherwise. So if you have a suggestion, hit us up, and we'll do it. Uh, great. Uh, yeah. So until, until next week... Uh... Goodbye. We'll talk to you later. <laughs>